1: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
0: Our spit is incredibly complex for a substance made of 99% water. It contains a genetic code that reveals the real you. And that DNA in your spit can also reveal meaningful insights about your health that could change everything. What would you do if you knew you were at a higher likelihood of developing a particular disease? Join 23 different iHeart podcast hosts, as they explore their own health discoveries in the new season of Spit, listen to Spit on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Just drink it.
3: Down it. it. Down it. Like a shot. I like doing shots. I have a shot. What of gin? No, that's a bit alky to. it. Well, it is past midday. Uh, one minute. I'll get the gin. <laughs> Are you really having a shot of gin? Wow,
2: fuck it.
3: Pink gin. I'll have one then if you are having one.
2: Pink gin.
3: Should we have a pink gin and let out? No, we've got to do a shot. Not of gin. Yeah. You can't shot gin. The gossip gaze.
0: The gossip gaze.
2: On this week's episode of The Gossip Gaze.
3: We dish all the deets on how you can win Manchester Pride Festival tickets. We've got lots more listeners' letters. And we speak to athlete and reality star Michael Gunning. Ooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the Gossip I've had probably one of the greatest weeks of 2019. Ewah. Yeah. Why? Uh, well, let's speak about you first and I'll tell you my big news after. Oh, big news? Yep serious well I've got some really exciting news for me personally in my You're not life not pregnant not pregnant yet fab I am trying is it to do with a boy <laughs> nothing to do with a boy no it's work related oh. shall I go first then
2: well yeah because I want to know you know you can't
3: leave me hanging okay 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 so I was working on Thursday night and doing my thang and um I got a message on the Friday from a lady and I thought girls never messaged me this is weird Um, and she is a promoter for a venue in Liverpool who said that she loved, in capitals, the music. And she wanted to book me for their bank holidays. Amazing. Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah, they're in my diary. It's booked, so it'll be at the Navy Bar in Liverpool. And I am doing Bank Holiday Sunday, uh, the first one that's coming up in April. Do you know what? You wanted to get into another city... I did. Because
2: you've been doubting yourself loads lately. I'm so... I'm Actually, one, I'm so glad that you've just told me. And two, I'm so glad for you because I think you've been in your own head for ages.
3: I have been in my own head because you always compare yourself to other people. I know I do. Compare myself to other DJs that I hear. Um, because, to be fair, I compared to the DJs who um, I see and speak to, I'm new. Compared to them who've been doing it years and years and years. Whereas I'm new but to obviously... Look,
2: you're you're in I'm in three, three cities different cities now, which is fantastic. In the UK.
3: Yeah.
2: I made up for you. I'm so happy. Can you, can you remember literally like what? Not, not even 12 months ago, you're like, I'm just going to quit my full-time job.
3: It was... It was you were was, working it, it, every it, day. It, it was not
2: even six months ago. And now you're sat, we're sat here doing a podcast, you're DJing in Free cities. It's amazing. I'm made up for you. I've You've also... got a hair transplant. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Human Kendall New soon. hair,
3: <laughs> new job. New lips.
2: Now you just need... <laughs> yes.
3: So I've also got a brand new residency. Are you
2: having a laugh all no, in a week?
3: All in a week. So You were I... literally
2: saying after last week's podcast, texting me like, oh, I feel like I'm not a good DJ. I
3: know. And then... I feel like sometimes when you put things out in the universe, the universe is like, actually, I'm going to give something back to this, this little bitch. Yeah, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, what? So what happened was I needed to cover a DJ in Lancaster at Generation Bar on the Friday, Sorry. so um, I did that, and then um, which freed up my Saturday. So another venue approached me called Hustle, and they said, "Do you mind DJing here? Because we've heard you in Generation." Hustle. Fabulous Hustle. It's Is a straight a... straight venue. <gasps> Stop. I got approached by three separate girls asking for my number, saying I'm fit. You're well, lying. I swear to God, this girl gave me her coat, came over to me. Um, I hate and that. The... She gave you a coat? I said, um, will you please scratch my coat? And I was like, yeah, of course I will. Um, and I did look fairly straight, I would say, that night. Ugh. So I had, like, um, a cap on and stuff. I looked pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look pretty
2: cool. Did you want to look straight? Were you trying to look butch up? Um, were, you, were
3: you nervous and thought, I'm going to put on a straight character? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think I did do that. So anyway, oh, this girl's God. friend then came over to me and said, oh my God, um, can I add you on Facebook because my friend thinks you fit and blah, blah. Me automatically thought it was a boy thinking she was speaking about it. So I was like, oh my God, yeah, of course. Oh I was like, no. I was, was like, she oh, not yeah, like when you
2: opened your mouth?
3: Oh shit. No, because I didn't really act overly camp. I was like, oh, okay, that'd be great. I started to get my Facebook up and then she was like, oh yeah, it was the girl who came over and, and I was thinking, oh my God. Could I- she not see your Britney tattoo on your wrist, honey? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't spot that yet, I don't oh, think. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. So then I turned to her and I went, I'm gay. And then her face dropped. And so, then so later on, another manner. girl came over to me and was like, oh, give me a kiss. And I sort of laughed it off and she went, oh, you're dead fit.
2: So what you're telling me is the girls in Lancaster are horny and, dare I say it, desperate. <laughs> you cheeky bitch. <laughs> I'm joking. So that's camp. So do you reckon then, right, I always think this, you know if girls fancy me, then I'm like, well, do boys fancy me then, but
3: they just don't want to say it because like, they're too proud. This is what I'm thinking, Nobody really comes up to me when I'm DJing a day venue, but is it nerves? Is it... What is it? But these girls had or balls, maybe... honey. They well, were coming up. <laughs> that's the a kind kid. of girl you go with, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they were... They, they were horny students. Students okay. Horny, horny <sighs> students Have here. you
2: never been tempted to go there with a
3: girl? With a girl? I'm lost for words. Really? <laughs> I would not be touching Actually, any if... breast
2: I fingered a girl. It was like I was doing a bush tucker trial. <laughs> you know, when they have to sit their hands in them things. <laughs> and I feel really sorry for her now.
1: The Gossip
2: Bitch, I've had a fab week as well. What? Why? Yesterday, I went and recorded another podcast.
3: What do you mean? You've been filming podcasts with someone else, have you? <laughs> have you? <laughs> You're asking for it. <laughs> it was so- bloody one he has. So, I'm really, really, really jealous, but also really excited to hear your podcast with this person. So,
2: yesterday, I went to Liverpool to record a podcast with Jess Ellis, who some of you may know as uh, Tegan in Hollyoaks. Yes, she was
3: really good in Hollyoaks.
2: Yeah, she was fab, wasn't she? Uh, she, (laughs) She is hilarious. Check out her podcast, it's called Dilemmas with Jess Ellis. I don't even know why I'm giving her a shout out because she's got a massive, massive podcast. It's like yeah, she got in the comedy in. charts. It's off the hook. She's got fucking loads of celebs on it. Loads of Hollyoaks actors, actors from This Is England. Loads of people go on the show. So when she asked me, I was shook. Yes. But basically she asked me because we um we <laughs> we went to the Gay Times Awards um, earlier in the year which, funnily enough, is where I also met today's guest. Ooh, uh, yes! It's a big gay knees up at it was the daytime. Big time gay, gay knees up, honey. I met her. met our today's guest. And did you get yeah. very drunk? Of course, of course. <laughs> and it was bloody good night. And we just became um, social media mates. You know as you do.
3: Yeah.
2: And you know, like when you go on holiday with someone
3: right and you're like <laughs> you stay in contact with the them a we'll bit stay bit. in
2: touch we'll say, we're gonna go out oh we're gonna, I love you we are gonna go chill we are gonna go on a night oh, we are gonna paint the tower. let's go to London yeah. we're gonna go we're gonna go to heaven in London
3: and have a party oh, yeah.
2: we were like that <laughs> yeah. and um never thought nothing of it and you know we DM'd a bit after I'm like oh fab night and all that and then yeah she just said do you want to come on my podcast and I was like I actually listened to this podcast. Like I didn't yeah. want to be cringy and be like, Yes, I already listened to your podcast. Yeah. But um Yeah. I went because you
3: it. told me about her podcast and you was like, listen to it because it's really, really, really fucking good.
2: Basically it's called Dilemmas with Jess Ellis. Um people send in she's their agony aunt. Yeah. They send in all the dilemmas, all the problems, and her and whatever guests that week Answer the problems.
3: Yeah. They have some it's silly ones, simple... don't they? They, yeah. have some, they have some really funny ones. They have some quite serious ones, and it's great. It's it's about half an hour long, 20 minutes. It's nice it's to... out this Tuesday. So yours is out this Tuesday? This Tuesday coming. The Gossip
2: case. Okay, I don't want to brag, but I've been having a lot of people slide into my DMs this week.
3: Ooh, nice.
2: Yeah, and and it's not like unsolicited dick pics or any of that. It is ask people saying... OMG, how can I get all of these Manchester Pride tickets?
3: The Pride tickets were given away.
2: You know, those two rainbow passes to Manchester Pride. Oh,
3: the ones with Ariana Grande, Years and Years, Lady Leisha and Danny Beard on the bill. <laughs> Them tickets, you mean.
2: Girl, I'm talking about those tickets. How do I get the tickets? Where are you announcing the tickets? How are we get going to enter the prize? Well, firstly, I want to make this clear. Some people have already been entered into it. Ooh. And that is because we're going to take all of our reviews off iTunes. Yep. We're going to put them in a bowl. And we're going to announce the winner and pick one
3: out on the 29th. So the 29th of March. So just to be clear, you need to go over to our iTunes. Go uh, search the Gossip Days and leave us a review. It can be any review you want and then you will automatically be entered into the draw to win those two Pride tickets. So you do need to write something. have got four weeks. We've got to the end of the month. So we're going to
2: badge you all for the next month to leave a review. And then when we've got all of those reviews, we're going to pop them in and we're going to announce them. And um, I don't know if we should say now. But that Friday the 29th is going to be a really special show anyway.
1: The Gossip Gaze.
3: Okay, so this is the part of the show where we do the listeners' letters. So you guys write in, you slide into our DMs, you tweet us, you write us on Facebook. And I mean,
2: can I just say, we've even had an email. Fab.
3: Yeah. Uh, what is it again? It's the Gossip Gaze With a Z. With a Z at gmail.com. So the question that has been popping up quite a lot is Drag Race UK and whether Danny Beard is going to be on it.
2: Okay, so this is must be the number one question that I'm asked at the moment. And part of me finds it really annoying already that all that's on everyone's lips is Drag Race UK, Drag Race UK, Drag Race UK. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel, like, I feel like it's going to create a divide really? between drag queens. Yeah, I do. I feel like it's going to be like everyone that's on RuPaul's Drag Race UK is... Is the best and what drag is supposed to be and everyone else that isn't, isn't. Right. So Do it's you get me. So it's
3: either you're a drag race girl or you shit.
2: A little bit, yeah, that's right. what I'm worried that's gonna be.
3: Right.
2: Because don't forget there's a lot of drag isn't just what you see on drag race for for a start. What? Drag yeah. is is club kid, is Tranimal, is is drag king. Yeah. You know, is is faux drag. All different kinds of drag that aren't on drag race. So that would be my first thing. That platform is the biggest platform in the world to show drag off, and I would love to be able to show my drag off on that platform, yeah. And for it to be received well, I have one strong look that doesn't fit in with that brand. Brand doesn't fit in with the uh, aesthetic mm-hmm. of a drag. You know, yeah. now and again they throw someone in the mix that's a bit different. But however, overall, they seem
3: they seem to get swiftly moved up. Moved, yeah. Overall.
2: Left. <laughs> overall yeah they get swiped left pretty quick yeah and then overall
3: you know it is the fishy queens yeah girls yeah. that you know who can do backflips and death drop absolutely and so
2: when it got announced i was doing panto i was like oh my god yeah i went on to talent talks um looked it up was thinking right i'm gonna apply i'm gonna apply the sitches. i had a message I'm part of the casting team for RuPaul's Drag Race UK. I just wanted to let you know applications are now open and you can register your interest here with the talenttalks.co.uk. If you fancy a chance to showcase your talents to RuPaul and the nation, please do apply as soon as possible. Feel free to shout if you have any questions. And I got that. And I was like, OMG. <laughs> They've scouted me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't. It's a general email. You know, it's a general yeah. message. they quite a few queens. Hundreds of girls, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. And I went on i not going to lie, I went on to talent talks, looked at everything, um, and I didn't apply. Honestly, why? One of my other best friends in the whole wide world is uh, a drag queen, She called a Moore. She was just like, don't apply for this year. Let it come out, let it be seen, know what you're getting yourself in for. Yeah. Use this year to really practice your makeup, really get some good outfits together. Mm-hmm. show that you can do more than what you can do because I know you can and she just gave me some really nice advice that I thought you know what yeah I'm not, I'm not even going to apply I feel
3: that sound advice as well
2: it is because she knows how much I would love that platform and I think in the back of her mind she knows if I went on that show I have the potential to be out really early purely based on the fact I don't look like a drag
3: race girl and you don't apply to be on a show to be out first
2: no so I thought I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend this year, and so far I've been really invested in my makeup. So no, I haven't applied. Right. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to support. I think I know a few girls that are definitely on it. I'm worried for some other people that have been rumored hmm. for UK Drag Race. Why? Why? Why are you worried for them? I'm worried because the, the level in America is so high and polished, and and it is it is it is on brand. You know? Yeah. There's always a, an impeccable nail, an impeccable lash, brand Nothing's new wig. out of place, Nothing really. is out of place. And Everything if it is, it's, is... Pulled up, it's pulled up straight away. And I worry for the, some of the people I'm, I'm seeing, are they at that level? Right. You know, I've done a talent show, and I know what it feels like to have your absolute dreams ripped out of your heart in front of you in a second.
3: That was going to happen to nine of those girls who go on that show? Yeah. And only one of them is going to be like, wow. And all the rest are going to feel like shit. Yeah. And the chances of you actually winning anybody is yeah. one out of ten. Well, yeah. Well, when you know I mean? you're on. Yeah. When you're on. So yeah, you're you right. need to prepare yourself to go out first, I think, as well. Anybody yeah. does. Anybody who's on this show. You need to think, yeah, I want it. But how am I going to feel when I'm not? And that's hard. Yeah. From being on a talent show
2: and then the next thing they're going to get all the UK girls is oh they think there's something because they've been on RuPaul's Drag Race you won't you will n- not act any differently you will go into the same bar you've been going into for the last 10 years 5 years 4 years whatever yeah. and you'll order a drink how you normally order a drink and you only don't have to look at someone in the eye and say hello that you might not have seen yeah. and they'll turn around and say they think there's something because they've been on that TV show
3: and I think that's going to be surprising for them Yeah. For
2: people who've never been on TV before or never done a Talent show. I think people build you up to a certain success, and then once you get that success, certain people turn their back on you. And I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm talking about being on fucking... Britain's Got Talent three years ago. It's not an important thing anymore. Yeah. But at that time, it was the biggest thing that I ever did. Yeah. And it may actually be the biggest thing I ever do. It could be. Hopefully not, because I want to push myself, but that's the reality. And that's taken me a while to get round to that. And also, it took me a while to get my head around why people would say those things about me when I
3: wasn't acting any differently see I didn't know you back then like I know you now I knew sort of of you from from the scene and I'd seen you on the telly and I was like oh my god he's doing well yeah but I did see the other side of when you came back off it yeah and how people what people were saying yeah and looking back now it's weird to think that people were saying the things that they were saying and I didn't know you Exactly, ben, and I am at you,
2: and that—that's Britain's Got Talent. That's a two-minute performance on a TV show. We'll it's get real. not a full that's series not drag of Drag Race, yeah, the biggest drag show in the t- the biggest drag show on TV in the world. So they're gonna have that times ten. Good luck to them, I
3: say. Good luck. And yeah, and they've wait. got some balls for going on the first and I, time.
2: Yeah, and I can't wait for, for there to be more drag on TV. I'm and excited. to be more drag queen. I can't wait to flick Celebrity Juice on and there's a drag queen on it. I can't wait to get Flick Dancing on Ice on and there's bloody Mary <laughs> Mack or, you know what I mean? Yeah, or whoever, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking of some of the rumoured people. So that's what I'm excited for, for the back of. And I hope that's what happens. And I hope that people love the TV show that much. It somehow goes on to actual television. I, I might... want a drag queen in the jungle. That is uh, what I want. <laughs> my, th- that would be a dream. If I yeah. could get on that show and then go on. I, I'm a slab. I would die. Hopefully. It's never going to happen, but I can dream in my head <laughs> yeah. and make it happen. Yeah. So that's what's happening with me in Drag Race UK, and I think I am going to have to change myself a little bit, which makes me,
3: makes me a little bit sad. But
2: then also, it's a challenge.
3: Do you get what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because you've built yourself up on what you are now, and then having to change that for a TV show, essentially. To does, that, does
2: that go against everything that I believe? That's like my little internal dilemma. Do you I believe yourself? i I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm. I believe in being yourself, no matter what anyone tells you. But then I'm also saying, on the other hand, I think I'm going to have to edit my drag a little bit to get on this TV show. I can do as much as I can this year to change to to edit. I hate the word change. To to show them that I can do what they're asking.
3: Yeah. You have you ever time. seen
2: a drag queen on there with a white face ever? No, I've not. 11 seasons. No. Have you ever seen a drag queen with a beard? No. Have you ever seen a drag queen that doesn't wear a wig? No. I mean, yeah, sash of a law. She still wear wigs. wore wigs. Yeah. So I'm going to have to incorporate some things like that into Some of drag. those
3: elements in there. Yeah, yeah.
2: Just to show them that I, I can do that. And I think if I got that platform... And I could sh- jump through all these loops. It's not about changing my- me as a core person. I'm not saying I'm going to change Tanny Beard and be- have a wig yeah. and wear ball gowns, yeah. you know, and glitzy dresses. That's not what I'm saying. But if I can edit my drag and show them, I can do all that. Yeah. And then if I if I got that platform, afterwards I'd say, this is me.
1: The Gossip Gaze.
2: So how do you feel after getting that off your chest? Girl, you know me. I go deep, dead quick. I'm too... Um... <laughs> too open do you know what I mean yeah I'm like I divulge that kind of information when I'm at the checkout and open bargain do <laughs> you <laughs> me yeah I'm like oh i shit
3: to be fair that is the most common question that people have been asking on the thing so yeah. at least it's cleared now people
2: want to know and I get of it of course people want to know and it it's just one of them things innit people mm-hmm. want to know so there you go
3: Brilliant. so this next question uh, comes from anonymous <gasps> Are you joking? This person doesn't want to be named. They feel a little bit like a, like an outsider. You're lying because of how they wipe their bum. This is a true, genuine question. They say, "Is this real?" This is a hundred percent real, and they want our opinion on this. Like, how Hang on? <laughs>
2: Uh, when we set out to do this podcast, we were like, but- we are going to do serious topics and we're going to do fun. And now we're talking about wiping our arse.
3: Yeah. Because okay, go on. This- <laughs> so the message is, hey, gossip days." I would like to remain anonymous, but I would like to know, um, how do you wipe your bum? Because when I have spoke to my friends about it, I stand up after I've done and wipe my bum stood up
2: my brother's going to kill me for this, but I remember once walking upstairs in my mum and dad's house and he hadn't shut the bathroom door. Right. And he stood up to wipe his ass. What? Yeah, and like, I like got the tissue and went from down to up and I went, what are you doing? And he went, what are you doing? Get out, get out. What are you doing? I wasn't in, obviously, I was on the, on the landing. And I was like, well, shut the door then. And then I was like, And why are you wiping your ass like that? Like, it looked really funny. And he was like, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? I was like, why are you wiping your bum like that? And he's like, well, how do you wipe your bum? That's so weird. Like, actually, we never get... Do we get shown how to wipe our bums? Because we were taught by the same parents and he stands up to wipe his bum and I
3: just... Put my hand between my legs. See, I feel like when you sat down. Hang on, how do you wipe your bum? So I do it sat down, and I feel like when you sat down, your bum cheeks spread a little bit, yeah. don't they? So then it's easier to wipe. But if you stand back up at that point, your bum cheeks Close. would then come together. Yeah, I and think. there's a lot more mess, dare I say it, to clean up because it's spread well, about. You need to sort your diet out.
2: <laughs> 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 All those Big Macs are making that mess, on. Like, I'm. My f- oh, why am I even talking about this? My favorite kind of number two is, is a, a one wipe. Oh, I a love one, a one wipe a one wipe ghost poo. Yes. If it's a one wipe ghost poo, you look and you look down the bowl and it's gone. <laughs> Fucking hell! It swam down there itself. You you go to wipe, and I like to use a moist tissue and then a dry tissue. Yeah, same. And I always offer my guests that when they come to this house. I
3: love a, wa- a it's called a washlet. And I
2: do it all sat down. And yeah. I just do you know what else I use? you know, because you're here all the time. People are shocked. I have a squatty potty. I love the squatty potty. Do you use it when you're here?
3: I do use it when I'm here. I do treat myself to the squatty potty. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
2: Best way to have a... It it. just seems easier. Do you know why? Because we never... Humans never developed to poo on a toilet. We used to squat. Yeah, squat down. So our knees were higher up. And that's the way your bowels prefer to move. So it gets it out better. Yeah. And I actually got that because I listened to a podcast a little bit drunk one time, and they were talking about squatty potties. So I went on eBay, I purchased a, <laughs> purchased a knockoff squatty potty <laughs> for nine ninety nine. Forgot all about it. Then I had a letter through me door to say we you weren't in. Went to the post office, picked this massive box up. Was like, what the fuck have I bought? Yeah. Opened it. Squatty potty. Congratulations, you are the proud owner of a squatty potty. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I was like, wow. And that has been at the foot of my
3: toilet. Yeah. I do enjoy it and I probably will purchase one. Actually.
2: So hang on, let me just go back to this. This person says they stand up to poo. Yeah. No, no, no. Right?
3: They stand up to wipe. They sit down to poo. Oh, of course, yeah. You can't yeah. stand up to poo. It'd just yeah. be all over your legs.
2: And what? Are they doing it right? They feel like an outsider.
3: Because they've spoke to maybe a select few people in the past and everybody else sits down. So they want to know... what They actually wanted to know your opinion on it. I said... Well, I sit down, you freak.
2: Well, I'm glad that I walked in on my brother that time, wiping, because I would have said, Yeah, you, you sit down, honey, and spread those cheeks. Yeah. But now I know that other people do that. I would There like must be a community of stander upper wipers.
3: Method, message us in if you stand up to wipe. <gasps> Should we do a poll? I want to know how let's, many people stand up. Let's just do up. a
2: poll. Yeah, we'll do a we'll poll. We'll do a poll this week.
3: Brilliant. Let us know, are you a sitter or a stander?
1: The gossip gays.
2: Something I really wanted to discuss this week. Gay people and sport. I know both of us are not into sports. Yes. But both of us have had a really bad experience with like PE
3: and sports. Yeah, I hated PE. I hated PE. So much so I didn't do it the last two years of high school.
2: So I used to write fake notes and put my own mobile number on there.
3: <laughs> yeah. I am lucky my mum stood by me and was like, if you don't want to do PE, I'll write you a fake note in. And that note lasted me two years.
2: I hated so. PE. Every time I knew I had PE, I would try and bunk it off. I would do anything I can. I even begged the PE teachers to let me do PE with the girls. Yeah. And I was allowed to for a couple of weeks to do trampoline in my second secondary school. And... I hated
3: it. I wanted to be with my girlfriends.
2: Yeah, one, I wanted to be with my girlfriends, but two, I still had to get ready in the boys' changing rooms. And I also have to say, my second school was a whole lot better. I moved out of my first school because of bullying. And in my first school, the PE changing rooms was where I got the most shit.
3: It's intimidating, especially at that age as well. It turned me
2: completely off sports. And it's a shame, actually, because when I was younger, I was... I was a really good swimmer. I used to swim for Liverpool tadpoles. And if I'd have followed that, you know, I could have been Danny B at the Olympic swimmer. Imagine. But listen, this week, there's a gay strong man has come out. Chris McNaghton, he's Irish, and he's the first openly strong man LGBT person. He identifies as gay. And he's come out and said sport and homophobia is about insecurity. When there's homophobia in sports, any sport, it comes from an insecure place. Right. And he's saying, and I quote him, is the most masculine sport with the most masculine people. And they can all stand around and not bat an eyelid. And he's told this to Pink News literally this week. He goes on to say, in other sports where there's less masculinity, if you like, for some reason it becomes a big deal. I think it's a lot to do with insecurity in other people because there's no insecurity in strong men. These men are the biggest, strongest men in the world and there's nothing to be insecure about. Which well, is a bit like, get your point, but it's also a bit like, all right, bitch, calm down.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We
2: know you're big, we know you're muscly. And can I just say he's really fit. I've just followed him on Instagram. Yeah, you? he goes by Big
3: Bear. Oh, and then, honey, he's a bear. He's a bear. It? One of the fittest bears I've ever seen. I could get on board. I could be his little cub. What do you think? I honestly think good on him for for first coming out and saying all that. Because before that, he was engaged to a woman. Exactly. So, bravo to him for coming out. That I think that does take, take some guts to do in sport. But, in sport. But- and he
2: says before, um, before he came out, um, he basically found himself through being a strong man and being a strong man is what gave him the confidence to come out
3: which is only a good thing anything that builds your confidence up keep doing that i say
2: do you know what when a sports person comes out it fills me with so much pride yeah same because because of my experiences in pa it just makes me just feel so much better. Like if I was young and I had sport and I was into sports and I knew I was LGBTQ, and somebody came out, I'd just be like, "Oh, there's someone like me in my profession." I mean, I want to be an actor. Every other actor's bloody gay, aren't they? All actors are gay. <laughs> all actors <laughs> are gay, <laughs> darling. You know, we've all got a gay bone and all that. But in sports, there's just not. Do no, you no. think it's insecurity, like what he's saying?
3: I would I wouldn't say it's insecurity. No, I just think it's um, sporting in general for males is you you can't really be feminine because it's seen as a weakness. Yes, which so they is see completely backwards.
2: Yeah, because quite clearly it's not a weakness because we've got one of the biggest strong men in the world saying yo bitches I'm gay. Yeah, hallelujah. Well, he's actually said basically he's he's decided to be openly gay and come out in the hope people will understand a wee bit more about mental health. And I think that's key for me because there must be so many sportsmen. Think think how many football players there is and there's not one openly gay football player. I'm telling you right now, percentage-wise, there must be quite a few gay premiership footballers. Of course. And their be. mental health must be suffering incredibly, incredibly because they feel like they can't come out. We need to get to a place where
3: it's okay to be gay in sport. People are aware that this is an issue. Um, in sports and um, especially football so the rainbow laces campaign which is supported by premier league footballers so these are footballers who are choosing to wear rainbow laces on their football boots to show that they support and are an lgbtq ally which i think is a great step in the right direction to tackling homophobia
2: well that's a great step in the the direction on tackling homophobia when you look at if you head over to outonthefields.com, they've conducted an international survey. And the results, I want to say the results are shocking, but actually they're not. Mm. They're not shocking. And this is over 9,500 people or around 9,500 people. Um, uh, not all gay, some gay, some straight, some lesbian. A very mixed bag of of nine hundred nine. 1,500 people. um, And they've broken it down into different countries. So you've got like America, New Zealand, but I'm going to look at UK. And in the UK, because that's where we are, 77% of participants have witnessed or experienced homophobic in sport. And that is all of the people. That's not just the, the LGBTQ people. That's 70% have witnessed or experienced homophobia in sport.
3: Which... If you transferred that over to the workplace, a normal workplace, because that is a workplace for people. Exactly. If you. Never put, thought of that. If actually. you re- transferred that over to an office, they would be uproar. If 77% of people experienced homophobia in their workplace, that just. that cannot happen. So why is it happening in sport?
2: So 60% of gay
3: men said they felt
2: like they've been targeted. 54% of lesbians and 24% of people who identify as straight, 24% of those said they've been personally targeted. So, 24% of straight people being targeted and had homosexual... uh, Sorry, and had homophobic abuse at them is telling me that people are still using gay and faggot and all those disgusting words as a put-down for people because they're still seeing us as less.
3: This is what pisses me off, and this is why pride is still important. And those people are saying we don't need pride, we don't need this. or why? Why don't we have a straight pride? Because this is still happening in the UK today. I, I, do you know what? I'm 26 now, and you know why? Someone,
2: someone calls me a faggot. Now I've gone through enough in my life to go, yeah, I am. I'm fucking proud of it. But what makes me upset is when you get the kids, this is exactly, and the young people that are battling with it, and that they, they feel like that's not an option for them. Yeah, And this is why the strong man is coming out and saying, I'm coming out because I want it to have a a little bit of help on mental health. So this, for me, the footballers wearing some colourful laces are brilliant. Yeah, But we need more LGBT people in
3: sport to come out and say, I'm LGBT. But if somebody's not ready to come out, that is it. They just don't feel comfortable in for whatever reason. And it's such a shame.
2: Yeah, well, I think when you when eighty percent of lesbians and eighty one percent of gay men have heard verbal slurs such as faggot or dyke within the sports environment, it's not going to make people comfortable enough comfortable to come out. To come out. No. So we need to stop using homophobic language. We need more stars coming out in different sports, and we need we need young people to feel inspired by sport. But this is why I love our next guest, Honey. We bagged
3: ourselves a killer guest. He is a beautiful, beautiful man. He goes by the name of Michael Gunning. Yeah. He is best known for his swimming. So he is... a professional athlete. He's a professional athlete. A professional He's athlete. training
2: for the Olympics, hon. We managed to catch up with him straight after. He'd been up since 5 or 6am training. He does like 22 hours a week in the water. You might know him because he appeared on the By Life with Courtney Act. Which was a brilliant show, by the way. Yeah. I love that. On E!
3: So yeah, so this is when me and Danny caught up with the very beautiful Michael Gunnin.
2: Today, we're with Michael Gunnin. Now, you are a an athlete. <laughs> so, if there's people listening at home that might not be familiar with who you are and what you do, yeah. just give us a little rundown.
0: No, of course. Well, I'm mostly known for my swimming. Um, I swim internationally. I swam at the World Championships in 2017. And hopefully we'll be swimming in Korea at the World Championships this summer. Um, But yeah, last summer was a little bit fun for me because I took part in a reality dating show. Um, It was five weeks in Barcelona and it had a twist because it was full of bisexual and questioning Brits, um, you know, just dating Dating total randomers that were kind of selected for us by Courtney Act.
2: Before we go on to the bi-life, if that's mm. all right, um just talk a little bit about your swimming and about your that whole journey for you and that and how that is because as two openly gay men sat this side of the table that absolutely
3: have never clicked with sports. No, only rounders. I loved rounders. But that was it. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's round as a sport it's
0: round as a sport Michael yeah yeah definitely yeah he's moving he's moving
2: Um, I want to know how you got into that have you been doing it from an early age Hmm.
0: so my parents can't swim and no one in my family can actually swim um so my my parents just chucked me and my brother into the pool and <laughs> we learnt the hard way. Yeah. We've come from a no-swimming family to suddenly quite successful. Um, touching upon your heritage, you are a mixed race male
3: open about your
2: sexuality and a sports person you've got all this how were your how were your family if you don't mind me asking
0: yeah so my mum is british uh, and my dad's jamaican um and my dad has come from quite a harsh background you know he moved over when he was six or seven years old to the uk um and i think it is you know being gay and you know being bisexual lesbian is frowned upon Um, And, you know, if you go to some Caribbean countries now, you know, you can't even get arrested if you show any sort of, you know, love towards the same gender. You get Yeah. Straight put straight in prison. So it's a horrible to even think about. Um, But I think, you know, my family, I was so honest with my family from the very beginning and they just, you know, just accepted, you know, who I was. And, you know, for a little while they said, how do you know you need to explore a little bit more? You can't go on one date with a girl and end it there. Like you need to just, you know, just explore a little bit more. But. I knew, um, and yeah, they were really supportive, so I was really lucky in that sense.
2: We've been talking on the show today about a strong man called Big Bear, haven't we, Bill?
3: Yes, Chris Big Bear is from Ireland, a strong man, and openly gay. Yeah. So we've been speaking about him, and what was his quote? What did he say? He has said,
2: um, he's out and pr- he's out and proud, basically,
3: okay. and he's
2: a big, massive strong man, and he said that he hasn't experienced any. Homophobia at all in his sport. However, he's seen it in many others. We wanted to know from you, since appearing on the Bi Life, uh, has anyone treated you differently in your
0: industry? You know what? I've had so much support, so much love, and I think people are so proud of me for going, you know, taking the balls to go on a show and put my sexuality out there because, you know, I walk around poolside every day and, you know, there's no openly gay athletes, there's no openly bisexual athletes um so i think already i've taken a step to swimming um you know and we had um like mark foster who's recently come out as well but you know that was kind of a little bit before the time of when he was swimming but i think it shows how much time has gone on since you know back in the day where people were afraid to come out around poolside and within athletes
2: you're friends with tom daly so did you say tom i'm going on this i'm gonna i'm coming out
0: So I actually really confined in Tom, you know, when I was battling with my sexuality and, you know, obviously he'd come out on YouTube and he had a massive, he had like lots of bad comments, but mostly good. And I think, you know, I took so much inspiration from that. So to find out from him, like what it was like and, you know, he kind of just put me under his wing a little bit and showed me the LGBT community and went out a few times and like I already got confidence from that. Um, so when, you know, the By life came up, I, yeah, I didn't really have to ask anyone. You know, people say like what they see is what, is what they get really with me. Um, you know, I'm not really looking for fame. I didn't, you know, go on the show. Lots of people said, Oh, he wanted to get, you know, in the limelight a little bit more, but that wasn't the case at all. It was just, yeah. you know, there's not really many, you know, role models in sport for LGBT and, I just, you know, wanted to take on that role. Yeah. Um, I actually had a boy come up to me in a swimming pool um, after I got asked to do the show, and I said no to the show. Um, and he said, you know, I want to come out to my mum and dad, but I don't know how to. And it just mattered my heart because I was like, there must be so many swimmers and so many athletes around the world that you know want to come out to their parents and want to talk about it, but just don't know how to so i just thought if i could go on the show and just show that i am an athlete i am in my sexuality and i am willing just to see what happens like you know anyone can do it
3: the gossip case since the bylife, life um have you gone on any more dates are you dating still what's what's that situation
0: um, I'm very focused on the training. Yeah. Um, but I have been, you know, obviously I've been invited to a few events, and I have been meeting lots of new people. I haven't been on any dates yet, right? Um, which is a shame. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, I do feel like I've got so much confidence from going on the show and stuff, and I would definitely like to, you know, venture down that route.
3: We saw your first ever date on the show. Be on TV and being on your first ever date. So I know my first ever date was a mess. But like we saw yours and it was, it seemed really nice and lovely.
0: Yeah. Oh, it really was. Yeah. I, I was really relaxed, really controlled and, um, you know, like I am normally behind some cameras with swimming anyway, like when I come out of the swimming pool, get a camera shoved in my face. So, you know, I'm quite familiar with cameras anyway. So I kind of just forgot that they were even there and just focused in on my guy called Ben and he was lovely.
3: He was lovely
2: actually. He came across on the show, yeah. Have oh. you spoke to him since we we allowed to ask that?
0: Yeah, we uh, we exchange messages now and again. Oh, nice. Um, nice. He, yeah, he lives in London. Yeah, nothing, nothing more, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you would have slid right
2: into his team. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Billy's coming like, to London. If you're not seeing him, do <laughs> you <laughs> mind passing his number on? All so right. if you could speak to 10-year-old Michael, would you give yourself any advice that you wish someone had given you?
0: Yeah, I think for so long, like, you want to label who you are and you want to label, you know, your sexuality, I suppose. Yeah. Um, But I would just tell like a younger me just to enjoy it and, you know, just go on that, that journey of exploring your sexuality and finding out what you like and don't like and don't stress about, you know, putting a label gay or bisexual or lesbian on, on your sexuality because it's okay.
3: Do you think you rushed into labelling yourself because we did see on the show that you changed and said that you were gay? Um, what do you think? I actually
0: think it was the perfect time. Okay. Um, like, because I knew instantly, you know, I went on a date with a lovely girl called Abby yeah. and I almost knew instantly that there wasn't that sexual attraction, right. and you know I learned so much about you know pansexual and bisexual and you know if you're bisexual it doesn't mean that you're fifty percent you know guys fifty percent girls it could be thirty to seventy and well, we yeah. always
2: say it's a spectrum and I
0: think yeah. Yeah. A lot absolutely of people yeah.
2: move to that yeah. thought process now because nothing nothing's black and white you've got you've got a great fan base of people already haven't you yeah. and you're training for you're training for the Olympics yes next year so, so that's next year so. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that process is going to be for a sportsman?
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> so every year, you know, we have the trials for whatever competition we're actually competing at. So this year it's the World Trials, and then next April will be the Olympic Trials. And I'm actually going to be representing Jamaica. Wow Uh, amazing So I basically changed I've always had the choice To like represent Great Britain and Jamaica Um, And in 2016 I changed to Jamaica So I had my time Of Team GB um, Just like Because I wanted To kind of raise Awareness For Caribbean um, and obviously, you know, being gay as well. And yeah, just hopefully if I did make the Olympics, it would kind of go down in history as... It would
3: absolutely, I yeah. course it would. I was going to say to the I feel day- like I'm bubbling with <laughs> <laughs> Good, that's nice. Uh, so they haven't had an LGBT person represent them before? No. Oh, so that, no. would, be, that would be amazing.
0: Yeah, and especially like in swimming as well. Like they, yeah. they haven't really had many swimmers um, in Jamaica, so um yeah next year i'll just be trying to race the clock and post the fastest time i possibly can to yeah gain my spot on the olympic team and if i do then who knows (laughs) who knows what will happen at the games there does the future does hold some exciting things for me so that's lovely so yeah. we're,
2: g- we're going to be seeing you on our TV screens maybe soon but we can't say but maybe if <laughs> you give us a little <laughs> wink and a nod we can convey that to
0: all of your fans on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> who knows <laughs> but
2: I had a question that I wanted to ask actually what is your most embarrassing if you don't mind sharing mm. it um experience to date And I just feel like my whole life is one embarrassing experience. (laughs) So I find it really hard to to say, but I have shit myself on stage. Oh my gosh. So obviously, I can't imagine for a swimmer shitting themselves, (laughs) because you'd see it all in water, wouldn't you? Do you know, like when I was a kid and I had a wee in the pool, and then all it goes green around you, doesn't it? Yeah... How do you not jump in that pool and instantly need a wee? Because it's always freezing. They never have heaters
0: on. I'm just very bladder trained. There, oh, no, no. there we go. She's toilet trained. No toilet trainer was in
2: the Olympics. <laughs> so, do
0: you have an embarrassing story? So, at quite a big competition, uh, we basically for you know races, we have to wear a very very tight swimming suit. Um, it's all tested. You know, it repels water, and you know every suit costs like two hundred pounds to buy. And um as we got up onto the blocks, as I bent down, it split. Uh, me.
3: Oh.
0: <laughs> and there's all like officials behind and um they blew the whistle down, obviously because I couldn't swim like that with a hole <laughs> on my backside. Oh, so right, okay. I had to uh, quickly change and but to get into one of these suits it takes so long, but I could never look at that woman again in the eye
2: she <laughs> so she, so she looked at you in
0: your brown eyes. <laughs>
2: and you could never look her in the eye that is hilarious did she come up and say to you anything afterwards
0: no no and she was just like <laughs> yeah I knew straight away I just ran off I have to say one of the nicest
2: things about doing this podcast is is going to <laughs> we love having a nose around people's houses don't we and I'm this...
3: obsessed with it I'm going to go to the toilet in a minute it. <laughs> <laughs> listen
2: we've had a lovely chat with you today so thank you so much oh.
0: thank you so much for having me <laughs>
2: How lovely was that?
3: Lovely. He was a cutie, was he? He was so and cute. And you know what? Um, we, I was nervous doing that. I was. I didn't think I was going to be nervous, but then when I rocked up to his place and we were setting, setting up the equipment, up, yeah. I just felt really nervous. And I was like, "Oh, I feel nervous and I don't Same. know why. And you know what? When me and you were sat here, we are in my living room. We've literally got
2: a pink gin in our hands, haven't we? And we're having a ball. Yeah. But when we were there, I just felt really professional. And he was just so lovely and putting us at ease and like we've just spoke about we are not we are not into sports we are not sports related but seeing him was quite inspiring yeah i, I might even go, go for a swim this week
3: <laughs> <laughs> i might even go swimming this week yeah. and put it on my insta i mean I probably won't yeah. but, but I, you know i feel inspired yeah so do i so that is the end of episode two it is done and dusted interview loved it um (laughs) make sure you um like subscribe which is free by the way subscribe and also leave a review on our itunes if you want to win those pride tickets yeah
2: if you want to bag those tickets make sure you have left a lovely review um and rated us because we're going to be picking the winner as we've already said on the 29th of march so you need to tune back in then you've got a couple of weeks to do it so you can think of some beautiful things to say about
3: me and billy and if you want to keep um, a little tabs on us throughout the week, you can follow our social medias. It's at the Gossip Gaze with a Z. That's on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Um, and, and follow us personally. Yeah, personally. So I'm at DJ Billy Andrew. And I'm at
2: The Danny Beard. That's T-H-E Danny Beard on all socials as well. Brilliant. Fab. See you next week. See you next Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.